Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Showing Up, a mini podcast by Mama Strong, which we really like to consider the imperfect human guide. No, we have to start over. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hi, everybody. This is Courtney and Jaya, and we are here with a mini podcast episode for our mini podcast called Showing Up, which is uh, us here investigating all the messy and miraculous things that happen when we commit to building a habit. And this month, uh, we're focused on, um, what are we focused on? Oh, kind of getting started in this thing of working out every (laughs) day-ish and talking about origin stories, things like that. And this week, we're really going to focus on habits. What are habits? What is, you hear people in the community talking about getting a streak. What is all of that? How do we do it for ourselves? What is the meaning behind it? And over the years, we've identified that there are, there's kind of a predictable, maybe not typical, but a predictable set of things that we see happen. Maybe not one after the other, but in general, we see these things happen as people begin to build a habit. Number one, we notice that people have to just click play. (laughs) There's a lot that goes into that. Uh, We also notice that once you click play, then we have to deal with our realities. That's number two, like, okay, great. I click play. Now, how do I actually like do this thing that's requiring time and energy from me? Number three, how do we then develop ongoing consistency to come back to it? Okay. After we've dealt with our reality, how do we keep going even within that reality? And then the fourth part of this phase is the long haul. How does showing up consistently over a longer period of time, how does that then affect other parts of your life that then keep that motivation going and create a new relationship with that habit that fuels other parts of your life? And Mm -hmm. we're not going to go into all that today. This is really mama strong. (laughs) So this is like (laughs) stuff we'll be talking about. We're even developing um, a new workshop called getting a streak or streaking um, that we'll be talking a lot about this because this is the bulk of mama strong. But today, Jaya and I I love it. (laughs) Streaking. Today, Jaya and I wanted to talk about our relationship with our own personal reality with building a habit with streaking. Um, and how that started for us. Uh, and I think Jaya, if you'd like to go first, since I just did all that talking, how have you been as a habit forming person? Yeah. Um, so I would say that habit wise, it's a relatively in, in the history of me, it's a relatively new thing that I've understood how habits can work for me and how to actually make them happen. I think that's probably true for a lot of us adults. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and you know, all these pieces that we've identified about, like, you know, the, the courage to kick, to click play and acknowledging reality and dealing with the, the day-to-day consistency. And then like, what does it mean to show up for years at a time? <laughs> mm-hmm. All this stuff has been, it's all so, so true for me. And so real for me, um, that those pieces are, are the pieces. And, and the thing that seems to kind of glue it all together for me is what I like to call personal evidence. And so for me, it's really about demonstrating to myself what happens. It's not, it's not a matter of willpower. In fact, I think the entire concept of willpower has been like 
quote unquote debunked <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not about, you know, having the motivation based on, you know, pinning that picture of who you want to be to your fridge and your vision board and all that stuff. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with those things. But those things, you know, those things that you that you thumbtack to your wall, those are extrinsic. They're outside of you. So mm-hmm. those extrinsic pieces of motivation are they're, they're good. They're good to think about, but they are not the thing that is going to help you build a habit. They might get yeah. you thinking about it, but at the end of the day, the only thing that makes people show up and keep showing up is intrinsic motivation <laughs> yes. coming from you and the experience of it. And so I, what I call personal evidence is you know, the trickiest part of this for me in a lot of ways is actually clicking play. And that might be true <laughs> for everyone, but the reason is because you don't have the evidence yet. The evidence, right. building the personal evidence of what happens, how you feel when you show up, that's yeah. what keeps you coming back. But clicking play is a leap of faith. And mm. so, you know, for me, it's all about recognizing that taking a leap will get me somewhere. <laughs> And then starting to build that personal evidence. And I have, you know, there are different examples for me in my life, but exercise is of course huge for me. And it's really only been in the last, I think decade for me that I've gotten to a point with exercise where it feels healthy in in terms Mm -hmm. of why I do it. And Mm -hmm. also, um, and how that has translated to habit building too, because when you're, when you're showing up for a reason that is maybe not healthy for you, it's, that's a tough habit to (laughs) to create and to, and to keep building on. Um, But yeah, the personal evidence for me around exercise is like, I know for a fact, it is truth in my being that (laughs) exercise helps my mood and it helps my brain and it helps my sleep. And I think a lot of us have probably found this and to some extent, but to continuously build it in, you know, Mm. you start Mm. to underscore that you start to create these like grooves in the road about, you know, this is important. This matters. It's going to make me feel good. And, and so that's, it sort of just feeds back on itself. You know, it's like, I have evidence to support this. Um, And and so it, over time, it becomes stronger, you know, the evidence Mm. grows. Mm. Um, And, you know, there's all kinds of little tricks and tips that I like to use around habits also that can help with that first clicking play hurdle. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure we'll get into all kinds of stuff throughout this podcast, but I'll just mention one thing I like, which is some people call it habit stacking. Some people call it habit looping. (laughs) And it's basically like you choose something in your life that you would do anyway. It doesn't require effort. So for example, drinking caffeine, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and maybe that's not true for everyone, but that's probably a good one for a lot of us. I, I you know, it's (laughs) exactly, it's easier for me to remember to hydrate, for example, when I loop it with my coffee. So Mm. I, in my mind, I say, okay, before my coffee, I have two glasses of water. And while my coffee's brewing, I have two glasses of water. And because the caffeine, which is a very strong piece of personal evidence <laughs> and a very strong drive and not something I would forget because that is already there. I can sort of stack another habit on top of it. Yeah. Um, 
And that works really well, I think, for a lot of people. It's it depends though, and there are limits to it. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. work for all for all behaviors. Um, yeah. but that's one that if it's for smaller things, I think exercise is its own special entity when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. But I think for smaller things about like taking your, you know, medication or drinking water or remembering to have your protein or whatever, I think for, for smaller little remembering things, that one can work well, but yeah, I'll stop rambling, but personal evidence is what it's all about for me. (laughs) That's so good. I've learned so much from you about habit stacking. And I was like, at first, you know, the resistance, just because you trying on something new like that, but it really works. And mine are a little like working out and then letting myself watch Netflix right after or something like British baking show, which is also your fault. I mean, there's just like ways you can (laughs) add in that behavior, you know, where it really, it feels like you're cheating. It feels like you're cheating. I know. And then it's like, wait, (laughs) I have to be honest too. Like I love habit looping, habit stacking, whatever you want to call it. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't always create a habit that sticks forever. Like I have gone in and out of, of doing my hydration coffee trick and it sometimes goes away Right, (laughs) and I have to re up my commitment to it. But yeah, Yeah. like drinking some drinking herbal tea while you watch British baking show, it sounds so wholesome, but like those are, (laughs) that's one that I've done before too, where it's like, I get to have my show, but I'm also going to have herbal tea because I need some more, I need some like last gasp hydration at the end of the day before I, you know, (laughs) totally. Yeah. Yeah. Or like doing your release work while you're watching something dumb, you know? Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. So for me with habits, I will, I, I come at this from a place where, okay. Confession. I am a, I'm default a flake. And I say that with (laughs) compassion because we have this stereotype of what a flake is without understanding some of the reasons why people show up that way. Some people maybe yes, are flake, blah, 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 whatever. But for me, uh, flakiness comes from like overstimulation and also from just like unaddressed trauma, like the way my brain works. Like there's just so much in there that causes me to last minute obsess about how to not show up. Like how, Mm -hmm. what can I do to not show up? So I'm very eager to say yes to things. I'm very good at signing up for the things and being very ambitious on the outside. But when I really get into actually showing up, whether it's like to meet you for tea or to, you know, uh, click play on something or uh, to go to bed early or like anything that I know I really want to do, it is very hard for me to get to that point. And I tend to flake out. What Mm -hmm. has helped me, and that has been, my whole life, like looking back at a lot of ways that I operated throughout life, this isn't like a new thing. It isn't an adult thing. It's been here all along. I've just like found ways to cover it up. And people would look at me and be like, well, you're this uh, very active, very, you know, determined, very like whatever person. And I'm like, yes, but also you don't know behind the scenes, like what it takes to actually show up. And for me, there's like, I, as a person with substance use disorder, I've had to experience a lot of pain in order to create really positive change. And I can say Mm -hmm. in my own recovery that the only way I really became sober was through experiencing an extraordinary amount of exposure to the way my flakiness or the way my behaviors caused harm to myself and other people. And it took a pretty low bottom for me. 
And I've yeah. come to a point now where I'm like, I'm okay with that. I want to avoid the bottoms, but I, I now understand that that for me and probably for lots of people is how we begin a process of change and showing up. And Mama Strong came in in a very important way there because it has been so tethered to other people that um, I would not have made it through, especially the beginning of Mama Strong in the middle of Mama Strong's history without this tether to um, other people expecting Mm -hmm. me to show up for the D15. Now, what happened is the more I showed up for the D15, the more it became something that was so essential to my mental and physical health. But would I do it on my own, even knowing its significance and effect on my life? Probably not, especially during Mm -hmm. those hard times. But because Mm -hmm. I had both that knowing of how much it changed my life and also this connection to people who were going to be not necessarily just disappointed, but like very vocal, (laughs) they were going to make visible my disappearing act. And, you know, the pain of not showing up became greater than the pain of showing up. And when that flip happened for me, that's when it became something that is like a non-negotiable in my life Mm -hmm. and became much more whatever. So for me, that's how habits happen. I wish I could say they happen other ways, but they don't. The other way that I've come to really develop, sorry, COVID in my throat, um, (laughs) that I've come to develop habits is being in a place where I'm allowed to be myself and not take myself seriously. It's like the other day, for instance, I'm just, I'm, I think all of us are weird people. I'm not unique in that. Right. And having a place where I can like let my feet freak flag fly. It's like the other day I pulled up to a drive-through with the girls. They wanted French fries and milkshakes. And the guy that's buying that, that is whenever I'm doing the thing with, yeah, he, he tells me the price and he goes, it's uh, going to be 1492. And in my head, I like travel back to elementary school and I'm like, oh, out of my mouth comes, I just traveled. Columbus sailed, <laughs> Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Oh, you and said I'm it. Like, <laughs> I said it out loud. And the guy, but this is me, right? This happens all the time. And Ella, my 15 year old is like, devastated number one Columbus like come on we know he is not on a right (laughs) (laughs) and then Ren is just like what is happening right so I say it in the guy and I'm chuckling I'm like laughing hysterically to myself and the guy is like what (laughs) and then I just move on and then I'm trying to like cover it anyway Ella as we're driving away she goes mom you know being with you every day is like being on an episode of Ellen where she puts the earpiece in somebody's ear and they just say ridiculous things, except you don't have an earpiece, but that's what it's like with you all the time. And I'm like, oh man, that's so good. I love that she said that. <laughs> and I'm like, I felt so seen and also a little embarrassed for her and for me. But I realized in that moment, like mom is strong for some reason has let me show up very awkwardly and weirdly and a hundred percent myself. And I think because of that, I'm able to, there's a, a family like feel there. There's this feeling of like, I can roll on in as I am. And, um, when that's really shown to be true and not just like on the surface, there's something very important about that for me for developing a habit. I don't know how everybody feels about it, but so it is very much about like, you know, 
the connection, the visibility of showing up and that accountability, but also feeling like I can show up exactly in my weirdness as I am, whatever that looks like that day, (laughs) whatever's going through the earpiece, you know, and, um, just makes it easier. It's like one less obstacle, right. That is there. Um, that feels pretty magical. So, yeah. 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 Um, so I'm curious to hear how other people, what their truth is when it comes to habit forming. Cause I think we all assume that, um, there's some people who are really good at it and some people who are not. And the truth is, it's just like skills or discovering what your buttons are, like what Jaya's button is, what my button is, like, what is the yeah. thing that gets you showing up? And I think that is really individual for each person. So we're curious to hear your truth about your showing up behavior. Are you a flake? Are you a like very disciplined person? What is your butt that gets you showing up? Um, And you know what? I just realized when you're talking about the non-negotiable piece, I was sort of pondering that. And I think one thing that mama strong has given me for sure is it's like when you go into that negotiation, the, the ability to just be like, I'm going to go, you know, show up, I'm going to put my bra over my shirt. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to turn the heat on. I'm not like, I'm just going to run in and I'm going to do the thing. And, you know, it, it's almost like you've, you've silenced the negotiation, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's non-negotiable in the sense that like you've taken away the negotiation, which in your mind is usually like, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not, not going to lace you know, up my shoes. The right yeah. I don't have time, you know, but it's right. like, do you have five minutes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So we want right. to hear, we want to hear from y'all. Yes, we do. You just said y'all Texan. I know. I sometimes say that and then I'm like, do my coworkers in Texas think that I have y'all envy or something? <laughs> <laughs> I just like have avoided saying that for entire 20 plus years that I've been here. And, um, it sometimes comes out of my mouth. I appreciate it. Northeastern. I think because I'm in Massachusetts, it's, it's like, it has, it has less, there's less weight to it. That's true. (laughs) So can I say like, Ooh, (laughs) yeah, I can say wicked here and people are like, excuse me, what? (laughs) Oh man, that is definitely that's yeah. That's, that's the, the version of y'all for here is wicked. (laughs) (laughs) It is. All right, it says something very know. specific about you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, um, we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. Right. Bye.